Hey, everybody. I want to take a moment to dedicate this particular episode of the Guitar Knobs podcast to our newest Patreon patron, Gary Goodman, who signed up for our dedication level tier. Gary just returned to playing guitar after 25 years, which is a very long time. And I am sad that he hadn't played for that long, but am so glad that he's back to the guitar community. Welcome back. Yes, Welcome sir. Back. And this is the cool part. This is the cool part. So Gary's youngest son, Beckett. Hello, Beckett. Beckett. Hello, Beckett. Hello. He just started and wanted uh, his dad to play along with him as he learned. How cool is that? Nice. I think yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's just such a, uh, that's a great story. I love that. Um, I'm really glad that he shared that with us. So Gary, this episode is for you, my friend, and for Beckett. Thank you. And we uh, hope you become a famous guitar player someday. And if you do, give us tickets to your show. Okay, buddy? Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Uh, we are happy to have you listening along with our little show. Those uh, those crickets were for Jared because... Who? He, yeah, Jared. Well, he quit. No, oh I'm just kidding. I'm God. just kidding. He didn't quit. He was not able to, to uh, hang out with us tonight. He has a uh, previous engagement that he could not tear himself away from. Uh, but on the line, we do have... Eric Merrow. Correct, Amundo. <laughs> He's a well. Tell him what you do, Eric. Uh, well, I make I make gear videos on the internet. Yes, and pretty dang good ones, I might add. Uh, <laughs> you, you may have seen them on our Facebook group for sure. Elsewhere on on the internets, but uh, kind of has a. I think maybe your your two mos that you have or modus operandi or method of operation uh, are you kind of have a the you know the 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 floating spots background that's kind of like your one of your deals you also do a great job of pulling out the uh the actual controls graphically and explaining them so if you haven't seen him if you if you have not if you're not familiar uh take a little bit of time unless you're driving and check it out while you listen to the show that'd be cool so <laughs> hey everybody we just uh want to hit a couple quick things we want to say thank you so much to uh rode microphones for sponsoring our show by giving us these amazing microphones that you were listening to our less than amazing voices on we are speak for yourself grateful for them they are all made out of sydney australia and they're awesome Hey, by now, you have probably seen the video on Instagram, but I got a beautiful box of barefoot buttons <laughs> delivered to my house, and they're bright orange, and they're amazing, and those are going to be the new reward for the $5 tier on our Patreon. What, what, what would excited. one do with these bright orange buttons? One might put them on your pedals. That's what they're for. So they so that in the dark, you can't miss them. I use them for my gig, my gigging board, and it is super helpful. Um, but also a lot of people at home play with their socks on for some reason without <laughs> shoes. I don't know. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> they can and, be useful for uh, for 
pedals with uh, two foot switches, like side by side. So like yeah. one's elevated and the other one's not. Yes, you could absolutely do that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, if you have been thinking about joining our Patreon and haven't yet, there's a new reason to do so. We're also upping our uh, package for the $1 tier, where previously it was just like, hey, you're going to get some guitar knob stickers. Well, I reached out to pretty much everybody I could think of and asked for some swag to put in for our $1 tier members. And we got a whole bunch of stickers and stuff. So for $1 a month, you're going to get an envelope full of more stuff. Uh, make sure you visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash... The Guitar Knobs. The Guitar Knobs, exactly. Let's get on with the uh, show, shall we? Tony, what's going on in your music world this week? Ah, oh, this week, wow. Well, playing a lot of catch-up. And in addition, I've been helping a buddy of mine. He's uh, going to be opening up a repair shop with some retail uh, for guitars. And uh, this week is, he has been my, my, my contribution to the cause. Mm-hmm. So... He, uh, I think we'll have uh, a really nice shop here in Columbus. More details to follow, hopefully before the end of April. Awesome. Yes, he's a good dude, and he's a, he's a heck of a craftsman. He is. With the, with, the, uh, with the guitars. He is. Jared, what's up with you this week? Jared? Yeah, all right. Jared? He's taking a nap over there. Uh, so, uh, Eric, how about you? What's going on? Uh, well, this week actually is pretty exciting i i just finished up a parts guitar a jazz master that i was putting together <clears throat> from an mjt body and a music craft neck my friend here in oregon joe parker guitars he makes guitars himself but uh, he helped me put it together because i didn't want to mess it up uh, but yeah i just i got it back earlier this week and i've been playing it nonstop. nice what yeah. what do you uh so uh what uh, some of the details on your on your jazz master i mean yeah. you said it's an mjt body color what, how yeah. much, a lot of relicking or? So, um, I actually, I wanted to create, recreate my dad's 64 jazz master. Ooh, cool. And his is a two tone sunburst on the front and a three tone sunburst on the back. Wow. And I think that's because, I think that's because the, the red, uh, the dye and the Oxidized. red. Oxidized. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, so yeah, um, two tone on the front, three tone on the back. They did a little bit of light relicking on the back just because my dad's guitar only has the the like a little bit of nicks on the back. The I think the unique thing the most unique thing about his guitar is it has binding around the neck, but it doesn't have the block inlays, it has dots. Oh, so like a half. So that would yeah, I thought well it could be late 64, but I thought that was typical of 65. And I, it might be because I had a '66 that was a, like a mid '66 that had binding and block inlays. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think like maybe late '64 through '65 it had the binding, but just with dots. Now which is that, is, a, cool is that a painted headstock or? Mm, no, it's probably natural if it was on. Yeah, the his his is a natural he- headstock. Okay, yeah, because only the only the the custom colors. custom colors, which was it wasn't so much custom as much as it was colored, but it was colored which made it custom because they only came in the burst does that make that i made sense right there i did 
to I, someone by, yes. so what i'm saying uh, by, by not custom <laughs> color and they weren't like oh no we're gonna come up with some crazy color it was like you know the custom colors were dupont car colors yeah yeah but they weren't um it, it wasn't like somebody was coming and going like can you make me a fluorescent orange guitar so much it was just the fact that they were custom because they didn't come painted okay that's what i meant okay custom is one of those words that can mean a couple different things i so know i, I make just wanted to clarify right which are custom in some cases in most cases in many cases in many cases okay uh let's see so that's cool what uh you're just trying to make it true to that that year are you doing anything else special with it what, what's the pick guard look like the so i actually uh i had emailed tony a little while ago because i didn't know what the mjt package that i i picked came with so i didn't know if i was going to get a pick guard but it's a tortoiseshell pick guard mm-hmm. and then i have a, a set of brandon wild pickups in it which sound awesome um i had to i had to go with the mastery vibrato because mm-hmm. i can't get i'm a left-handed i'm left-handed so i can't get oh, uh yeah. just a normal like replacement fender one that's left-handed i see yeah those are difficult to find so but mastery does make a lefty yes yes they did or they that's do cool. <laughs> well, see that now that makes sense because i have often wondered i think in your videos i'm like is he left-handed or is he playing it or is it like just He's in the yeah, video, raised, like, v- photographing a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. I, I am left-handed, so it's all backwards. That's interesting. So um, you may have heard, uh, so uh, I'm actually putting together a parts caster two. That yeah. is a jag schnashtered. I can't, I can't, I can't, yeah, telly, telly master or a jazz, jazz caster. That's really far. Are you along with that? I am not far at all (laughs) because here's the thing. We're waiting on paint because, oh yeah, my friend Chase Gullet's going to, going to be painting it and uh, we're, we're actually going to do it in milk paint, um, milk paint, which really doesn't matter as uh, other than it's just been cold. (laughs) So it's been cold and wet and that doesn't necessarily make for good, um, milk painting. Well, any kind of painting (laughs) out in the shop, you know, unless you're in a, in a, a, is it a special flavor of milk or is it just uh, a black milk? Oh, chocolate milk. (laughs) Yep. A dark stout. (laughs) Um, anyways, so, uh, let's see for me, I have been playing the, living bejeebers out of all the flipping new gear that i've that i've gotten i've been lucky enough to land some some new pedals and it's just been a heck of a good time doing it the trick though is that i have been switching the order of my pedals far too much i mean maybe not too much i shouldn't say too much i've just been trying to find the right combination because I got some fuzzes up front, but I also have some boosts and I'm trying to like, do I do the boosty stuff up front? Do the boosty stuff in the back? Some work with better with others. So I think it's probably leading to an, an episode that we're going to cover. Basically setting up your pedal board. Oh, so I have a question real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, so like with your pedal order that you, you said you were trying different things out, you only mentioned fuzz. Are you just doing like distortion stuff? Or are you trying different orders with like modulation and reverb or... Or chorus or anything like that? Yes. I Well, okay. So most of the rearranging has come in the way of figuring out how, how different drives are reacting with each other. And I'm, and by drives, I'm also saying boosts and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and boost standard drives and fuzzes. So think 
think those. <laughs> I won't name names. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I also have uh, two modulation pedals that I use, but I usually just kind of keep those towards the end because that's what I know of them to put them at the end. But yeah. then there's other ones that I'm like, oh, these should go at the end. And I was like, wait a minute, why is that going at the end? They got an EQ thrown in there, a, a parametric EQ occasionally. Oh, so yeah. it's just the, the whole thing's a toss salad all the time. So yeah. And especially with the EQ, like you can get drastically different results if you put it before drive pedals or right. after oh, yeah. drive pedals. Right. Totally. Right. So anyways, that'll be a show coming at you sometime soon, hopefully soon so that I can get my stuff figured out. <laughs> you know, it's what pedal boards, pedal, pedal boards are like golf. All right. Go with me here. Do tell. <laughs> at no point, like if you're playing golf, Anybody who's ever played golf, you can play golf for hours and hours and hours and days and days and days. And then one time you have a great day and you're like, I nailed it. And then the next time you go out and it's like you, you completely scrapped everything and you have to start over. You have a terrible day or right after that. There's the mechanics of a golf swing are such that it, it is so difficult to consistently replicate. That is why most people keep chasing it. They keep doing, they keep chasing that good feeling when they hit that one. They're like, Oh, that's how you do it. And then they do it wrong. And then they keep chasing it again. Right. Sounds a lot like my guitar playing. Yes. It's very, I mean, this stuff is very much like that where you go like, yeah, 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 that's it. And then you tweak something or you add a new pedal and the whole thing goes to pieces and you go, that may be just me. I don't know. I'm no pro. I don't know any of this stuff. That is one exciting week. Yeah, I mean, seriously, right? All right. Wait a minute. What's that? One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right, Eric. Go for it. Four on the floor. Okay. Number one would have to be the full tone OCD. And I, I picked it mostly because it's a it can be a good full range distortion sound or or even a clean boost or something that you can just like alter your guitar's EQ with. I'm finding people just encounter those constantly. They're like, yeah, I got an OCD. And I'm like, man, that pedal's been around forever, right? Yeah. Is it something yeah. That, that you've just been familiar with for a really long time? or Yeah, exactly. So when I was playing out a couple years ago, um, that was the, like the first pedal on my chain. Mm -hmm. um, and it was sort of like what I knew at that time. Um, there are tons more pedals <laughs> but that's all that's always my fallback one sure and it's built like a tank i mean those it's really kind of yeah. neat how well how those are made i mean they're kind of unique still oh yeah yeah uh, definitely and it's it's also crazy that they have so many different versions like so it's like they have like 1.1 all the way through like seven or something and now they're on version two i think interesting i didn't know that yeah, yeah. I think mine was like 1.4, maybe. I can't oh. remember exactly. I just, I always thought they were just the same dang pedal. Look, I just learned something, everybody. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> so yours is probably all nice and beat up. Yeah, actually, I don't have one anymore. Uh, a couple years back when we were on, I was, I was on tour in Philly and we parked in the wrong spot. And overnight, we had our car broken into and, uh, that pedal was stolen along with other stuff. So much for the city of brotherly love. Yeah. Well, that, yes. I guess that, that happens, but the good thing is those pedals are always the same price everywhere. Seemingly 75, exactly. 80 bucks. Like yeah. never goes any cheaper, never goes any more. 
it's always the same price. So that's good. You can get a new one. Um, what do you have for number two? Number two is the Fuzzrocious Blast Furnace, Ooh. which is, <laughs> it's, it's one that I've made a video for, and yeah. uh, it's, it's just such a cool fuzz. It's really simple, uh, straight to the point. It's a fuzz on one side and then a momentary delay on the other. It's got a it's got a tone switch in the middle that you can have it like a more of a, a mid scooped big muff type fuzz. And then if you can take the tone circuit out so you get all those mids back. Um, it's just it's just really, really great sounding. Like how heavy do you use that? Are you using it for like on a moderate fuzz, like where are you on the on the fuzz factor? So with the with the blast furnace, it really retains a lot of like your initial guitar characteristics. So so it's it's a pretty heavy fuzz for sure. But I, I like the fact that you can sort of maybe go up to the neck pickup and then roll your volume all the way or the tone, sorry, roll your tone all the way down. And then you can sort of make it sound like a like a synthesizer type thing, which is really cool. Odd use for it, but that's a killer looking pedal too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they kind of went all out on that one. Yeah. This is really, <laughs> yeah. really cool. And I'm one of those people, unlike our friend who's not here today, who uh, likes, I, I like, I like looking at the pedals. I like cool looking pedals. Don't hate me for it. Well, um, I, I just, I think that Jared might've not found a sparkly one, right? Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe that he just needs to find somebody that just does like super heavy flake sparkle pedals. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, they're out there. They're out there. So uh, what do you got for number three? Number three is the TC Electronics Hall of Fame Reverb. And I'd probably opt for the the Mark II, the new version mm-hmm. with the, the mass, MASH foot switch. Um, cool. It has a whole bunch of reverb sounds. And I like, you. I'm, I generally lean towards like reverb as an effect more than an ambience type thing where like if I hit a reverb, I want it to decay for a couple seconds rather than just make it sound like i'm in a small room right right totally and then uh yeah i you know that's a pedal that i've owned in the past i'm sure many of us out there who are listening have owned the hall of fame it's it's one that you will probably cycle through in your reverb life at some point um it just it's sort of a a reverb utility pedal really and by that i'm you know it just has it has so many different settings in such a small box and it's really really well made it's got the tone print on it uh, which is really cool because you know you can actually dial in sounds that that maybe some of your favorite players have made so if you're like oh i really really want to sound like so and so it's like man they might actually have a tone print based on their sound already and you can easily download that so that's pretty cool yeah and i mean you can make your own too it's that's true i've i've tried it a little bit but it's a little like it's a little complicated it, and not too complicated, but yeah, but yeah it's, it's a little involved. <laughs> it is. Uh, so what do you have for number four? Number four is another TC pedal. It's the flashback uh, oh, okay. two. I'd, yeah. Again, I'd probably opt for the, the version two with the mash switch. Explain the mash switch for people. The mash switch is, is sort of like an expression pedal, but it, it so it's, it's a normal foot switch. If you, if you, press it down it turns the pedal on but then they've added another function where you can hold down the switch and it can control a parameter so like if you hold down i think it, it it's probably like as long as you hold it down for like a couple milliseconds it'll start to increase maybe like the feedback or the decay on a reverb and then you, it's actually 
pressure sensitive, so you can press down harder to make the the parameter go higher. Mash switch. Mash switch. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to try one of those out, because that does sound like kind of cool. It's, it almost sounds like it's sort of a, it's a bit of a ramping type situation. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's essentially you have like a, an expression pedal, but you don't actually have that expression pedal. It's just built into the switch. Right. That's cool. pretty cool. All right. And yeah, yeah, and they're still really affordable pedals. Yeah. Yeah. You can, and you can find them like everywhere. And I, I picked the, I picked the flashback because it's, it's got a bunch of different delay modes, which is really cool, but it also has a looper mode, which I found very useful, especially for like video work. If I want to compare two different pedals. Oh yeah. With, the, would, with the same exact thing. I can assume that would be super handy for you. Excellent, man. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, pedals at your at your behest. So those are, those are pretty solid lineup. And if you are not familiar with our four on the floor segment, and this is the first time you're listening, you can go to our website, theguitarnobs.com, and you'll see all of our past guests who have done four on the floor. And we put together a little blog kind of a deal. Each of their pedals are on there and you can read about them. You can see them. You can click on the links and go get your own. So check that out. That's also on our Facebook's and socials too. Okay, onward and onward and onward. Eric Marrow uh, is a gentleman who has been putting together pedal demo videos. Um, I think you know pretty heavily this last past year. He, he'll probably jump in and correct me on dates in a second. Um, no, you were right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> about I mean, a year. Yeah, just just about a year. Uh, but you came on strong and, you know, you were very present on, uh, you know, in our personal world in the, the guitar knobs and have been demoing a lot of friends of ours and past and past guests and, and guests when they were about to be on the show. So he's done a really fantastic job with his approach. There are loads and loads and loads of pedal demos out there on YouTube. If you do pedal demo, I mean, you know, sit back and if you got a year, you can get through them all. But doing them and doing them well are two different things. And he's one of a handful of people out there that I think are, you know, really doing a great job. Um, and that's not to say that everybody else isn't. I, I didn't say that. Why are you guys making me feel like I just said that? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we both heard it. Yeah. Or all three of us. There are, there are a <laughs> lot of really good quality demos out there. Um, and so uh, for me, uh, and Tony, I think, uh, you know, our interest in, in talking to you is you are spending a lot of time with pedal makers. You're getting your pick of what pedals to do. And I'm just curious to know, like how that journey has, has come about, how you started doing that, uh, you know, where your interest in the pedals came from. And ultimately, like, what are you seeing as far as, um, as maybe pedal trends and where you think that's going as you're in, as you're doing all these demos and spending so much time with them. So go ahead and answer all those questions. I will be back. I'm going to go uh, have some dinner. You could, you, you just roll. I won't interrupt. <laughs> no, we'll be sitting right here. So Eric, how'd this all start out, bud? Well, I, I'm so I, I've been a musician for about like, I don't know, 20 years or so, 15 to 20 years, um, started on guitar, 
played in a bunch of bands when I was in high school. And then like, as it progressed, I sort of, I'm, I got curious about like how the guitar electronics work, how, how to record guitar, how to record a full band sort of thing. You know, I, it just sort of grew. Like I was the person that people would come to, or my, my friend group would come to, to, you know, like set up guitar or like say like, Hey, my pedal's not working. Or how do I get this sound out of a pedal? Or like, what pedal should I get? Or what guitar should I get? Um, all the things. Yeah, that all was the a things. little bit Tommy Boy right there. You could put, <laughs> you could put candy bars and soda pop and nice. Yes, yeah, anything you want to keep cold, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, th- I'm th- picturing the, the Luke. I am your father, Lola, Lola. <laughs> Yeah. So you, uh, you, you became the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was mostly just because I was the only one that was like curious at how everything worked. And, Mm -hmm. and I just, I just kept pushing myself to learn more about like guitar and music in general, and especially like the technical side of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So you took your, your love of getting into the fiddly bits on uh that's well, a i like that's, that's a trade trademark that one i, 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 I think bits. i have well so i'm sure somebody else has you like getting in and all the interesting parts of the of pedals and guitars and stuff so that's one thing and that that anybody who probably has an obsession about pedals especially has probably felt that same thing where it's like what what little thing makes this thing do that thing and then why is that different from this other thing that does that thing and that's a fascinating path of thought to have, you know, and it can it can get you into some problems like spending too much time on Craigslist and reverb and stuff. <laughs> it sounds like you speak from 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 I a <laughs> personal experience. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I totally understand how you can you could start to really get involved in that. Now, I think the leap from where you are playing with pedals and maybe acquiring pedals into when you're actually saying, I'm going to now devote an inordinate amount of time to demoing pedals. Because uh, let me explain the inordinate part. Um, for those who aren't familiar with how putting out pieces of media like demos or this podcast or videos, video series, things that you're seeing on, on uh, YouTube or, or uh, the social networks, it is incredibly time consuming incredibly time consuming and especially if you're trying really really hard to make your craft good and i think you're doing a a, a pretty dang good job of that so at at what point did you decide i'm going to do this great question (laughs) it is very time consuming uh after after high school i i sort of went with like i'm gonna be a professional musician sort of thing but after i realized that i wasn't going to be um i studied digital media and videography in specific so i got all my uh, i I learned all about like how to produce videos i know that you do this for a living right like video work right yes yes i am a freelance video okay so when you're saying i decided to do my own thing you're referencing your professional videography stuff yeah, well, actually, it was more of, it was more along the lines of like, I want to produce videos for music gear. Like, I want to get into that world. Got it. You know, I looked for jobs, like openings, you know, and then I couldn't find any. So I was like, well, I just need to 
start making videos for gear and introduce myself to to all these different companies. Aha, uh-huh, gotcha. So, uh, were there any were there any uh, videos that you were checking out? Any people that uh, you had been following that maybe you've decided to model your thing after? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I've been subscribed to like all the the big gear channels. You know, like Andy now with Reverb, Living Room Gear Demos, Noms, like all those people. And and I consumed a lot of those videos. Like I was I was the audience that they were going for. Mm-hmm. So. When I started to do my videos, I, I wanted to I wanted to sort of capture the same like information that those people were providing, but I wanted to convey it in maybe a different way in my own voice, I guess. Mm-hmm. While I was consuming all that stuff and, and I was definitely influenced by it, I didn't really want to do the same thing. I wanted to sort of stand out. And I think that's that's where my my video education came into play mm-hmm. and like how I how I light things and, and how I move the camera. It sort of helped me create my own voice. Mm-hmm. I well, that's something that, uh, you know, I noticed um, I pay attention to an awful lot uh, out in the landscape and you can kind of, you know, in, in what I do for a living is not too far off from what you're doing just in the in the digital creative world and Oftentimes what we have to do is if we're working with a client or something, we, we basically create a map of, of their world and figure out where, you know, their competition is and figure out what, um, uh, where they fit, where they want to be. Are those two things the same thing? Um, so it sounds like, you know, you're kind of doing, you know, that same thing to a certain degree. It's, it's often challenging when you are trying to do something and I, I can only assume for pedal builders out there and guitar builders, maybe even more so guitar builders, if you decide, I'm going to do this, and you say, and I'm going to make it different, at a certain point, you're going to hit a, a, a crux where that different may not be so different. And yeah. then then you have to then figure out a differentiation point. And at that point, are you making it different for different sake? Is that good? Is that bad? I mean, it's a real, it's a creative, it's a huge creative challenge. And I think it's not, it's not one that is maybe as obvious for what you're doing as it might be for like, you know, pedals and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even saying that, like from when I started, my vision was to show the audience a certain piece of gear in the context of like a full song. And that was, that was all my idea was and then so like over time i've sort of expanded like sometimes i'll do that song i'll I'll write a song and then i'll sort of elaborate on what i found useful in that let's say pedal Mm -hmm. um and then sometimes i'll just do a straight like walkthrough where i just let the viewer know this is what the pedal does Mm -hmm. yeah well it's good to keep it open too because you can't box yourself in too tight because not every pedal is going to be able to sustain, a, you know, a, a full song or something. And even even Andy, <laughs> I think, runs into some situations. And now he's dragging out a bass and he's got two other guitars. <laughs> he's like trying to make something out of something here. Um, yeah, yeah. Or maybe absolutely. there's too much. You know, it's like how do you narrow that down into just like, hey, here's a guitar lick, and this that can't possibly show all that pedal can do. I think, and to that point, I think it's great that there are so many people doing videos for for maybe the same pedal so like the viewer can can watch all of them and maybe have 
maybe see a different take on the same thing from like from I don't know, five, 10 different people. Absolutely. I tend to think that the more choices that we have, it doesn't, it's not choices because we, we, you know, don't like this other thing so much that it doesn't count. It's like, we can just have all the flavors and we're, we're going to learn something from just about anybody that's doing anything. And so if we have more choices to choose from, um, you know, it, it helps, it helps color our world more, helps us, be smarter. And the more people are doing things, I remember when we first started this show and I reached out to several people that were uh, also doing podcasts. And I said, Hey, we're doing this thing. And I was just excited because I was like, Hey, I'm playing on your playground now. Right. And I did that. And I actually really expected um, most people just to kind of like bat me away. Like, yeah, get out of here, kid. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, overwhelmingly people are like, Hey, the more people are talking about this, the more people are going to want to talk about it. So that's good. Right. And people have talked about, you know, oh, there's so many pedals there's so many pedals. That's good. That's good. That means that we all actually care because we're sustaining that growth. That means that there's an appetite for it. That also means that there's more conversation and more community around that's building all of these things up when making it strong, um, which gives more opportunity for new voices to be heard. You know, uh, from, from your show, I'm sure that a couple of people will be inspired and say, Hey, that was, I like the way he did that. What if I did this and went and did, then they're going to create their own channel and there'll be another channel to watch. That'll be, you know, inspiring us and filling our days with guitar niceness. <laughs> Filling our internet rabbit holes with exactly, yes. exactly, <laughs> um, which is great. So, how are you going about uh, making the selections for these pedals? Well, um, if you ha- don't you know if it's some kind of secret sauce that all the demo guys are doing out there? I don't want you to have to you know do the magician revealing his tricks or anything. No, no, honestly. At the end of 2016, my girlfriend and I moved from Ohio to Oregon. Uh, I was unemployed. I had a lot of free time. So I was like, I, I'm, I need to do these demo videos to, to start this momentum growing, you know? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I just emailed a bunch of different pedal companies. <laughs> just yeah. plain as that. Uh, I let them know like, hey, I'm interested in doing video work for any of your pedals. If I can just borrow it for a little bit, I'll send it back. Um, and then out of that out of that initial email blast, one company responded and it was Ryan from Fuzz Roaches. And cool. he, he's been so great to my growth as a YouTube channel or a gear demoer. Mm-hmm. And to speak more about um, just the kindness in this community, I, I actually got to go to NAM this past January and I got to meet so many people from all these different pedal companies and everyone was so nice and like they were just excited to be there. They were excited to meet me and like, they don't even know who I am, but they were excited and nice to me <laughs> and it was cool. really cool. Yeah. Are you going to, are you planning on doing any, uh, of the other NAM shows or displaying at some point? So, um, so it's, I went there with, uh, with actually Paolo from the Delhi magazine. He has a stomp box exhibit. Mm-hmm. So I was there with a bunch of other companies in his booth and we set up a, a demo station. Oh, cool. Which is, yeah. Yeah. So, so we had a stationary demo setup and then Paolo had orchestrated all these, I think the whole video count was like 91. So like 
upwards of like 80 plus pedal companies to come to the booth, film a demo for one or more of their pedals. And then I uploaded that to my channel. Wow. And that was really cool. Really stressful. (laughs) Very cool. I'll bet. Yeah. And, and very rewarding. It was, it was just, it was really, really good. We might do summer Nam. We haven't firmed up anything yet, but, but yeah, hopefully now let us know. Cause we're heading down for sure. Uh, are there certain pedals that you prefer demoing over others? And I don't mean brands. You don't have to, I won't make you go there, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're like, Oh sweet, I get to do a, you know, fuzz or, a, you know, a reverb or anything like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, what is it? Effect agnostic, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like all sorts of stuff. The big thing that I try to do with my videos is be impartial, maybe, or like mm-hmm. more objective than other people, maybe. I don't really want to impart my my own opinion into the video directly. Mm-hmm. If there's something that's just not my thing, but I know what the pedal does. I know how someone else could use it. Mm-hmm. I, I still think that would be a valuable video. Totally. Um, but as as far as like a specific effect, um, I really I like I like those like odd ones like um, the uh, the excess from Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Uh-huh. That was such like such an odd pedal. Like I plugged it in, and I was like, "What is this?" And just stuff stuff like that out of like left field or like. Just unconventionally presented pedals, I guess. It was really, really cool to figure out. It's 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 a little bit of like a you know, a challenge to figure it out, get a grasp on it, and then try to convey it into a way that someone can say, Oh, well, I could use this for my playing, or right. well, that doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's uh hopefully you've got a, a pretty fat roster of, of shows coming up, or I guess they're not shows. <laughs> there's just they're just uh, <laughs> hey there's my world um uh, just a uh, demo videos that you're going to be doing mm-hmm. yeah and absolutely uh so i i have my channel which i produce videos like maybe like five to ten minute length videos and and i usually write songs inspired by the pedals so like i try to convey how the pedal sounds in the context of an actual song and then after that um sometimes i'll go into like what I found useful out of the pedal and then sometimes I'll just sort of do a short overview and even on top on top of my channel uh, I'm actually working with Dave over at the sound parcel and I'm doing their videos which Mm -hmm. is really really cool right and it's it's been awesome because that's helped me get my hands on a lot of cool pedals yeah I can imagine that's uh that's a good hookup to have for sure um are you so let's talk about your own like personal gear what do you what are you typically playing through these or do you do you have uh, sort of a go-to or do you, are you using several guitars for different reasons? So I wish I had my full collection, but since we moved out here to Oregon, I, I've only got, so I've got my Gibson SG, I've got a Collings Soco, and both of those are humbucker guitars, and then I've got my new uh, Jazzmaster that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, the SG is a little bit higher output, the callings is a little bit lower output, more clarity. Um, it's just sort of like what I feel works for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that certain pedal, but um, like back home, I've got a whole bunch of guitars. I got like a Strat, uh, a Diarmin, which is really cool. It's like a hollow body. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but out here, I for my demo videos, I usually go into the pedal and then I'll go out to my Boss Katana, yeah, which is surprisingly really good sounding. And then that has just a record out that I can plug directly into my interface, right? And that's that solves the fact that I can play silently. And it solves the fact that like I, I can talk while I'm playing or, or make any sort of noise and like <clears throat> nothing's going to bleed into my recordings. Right, right. Yeah, it's tricky doing that. I, I noticed that you were using that, that Boss Katana. Like, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it gets a lot of good press. People like that amp. It's a good amp for very specific things. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I bought it just more as like a, a recording tool. Right. <clears throat> something that helped me cut my noise to nothing. Right. So because I'm in an apartment, I can't make noise. <laughs> if I had my way, I'd, uh, I'd have a Marshall stack. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, are you getting the attention for this channel to where other brands are saying, Oh, Hey, you know, here, you should use my cables or you should use my pedal board or you should use my, you know, is that happening for you? It's, it's been slowly growing. Um, the Nam thing helped a lot. I saw like a, a doubling of my channel growth or my, my subscriber count. Um, I, I haven't had a whole bunch of inquiries. I'm still on the, uh, like emailing companies to see if they want to have a video produced mm-hmm. sort of thing. Hopefully in the future, uh, we can keep growing the channel and we can get companies coming to me, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So here's a, here's an open invitation for builders of all sorts uh guitars pedals cables amps. pedal boards amps whatever if you want a demoed where can they uh where can they talk to you eric yeah the, you can find me on instagram it my handle is at marrow visuals um also youtube i think if you just search eric marrow on youtube you'll find me also on Facebook, I share a lot of stuff on Facebook, especially mm. with your guys' group. Right, right. Uh, that's that's also Marrow, Marrow Visuals. Right. So you can contact him directly and get your your gear in his hands, and he'll make you a pretty sweet video. I would imagine. <laughs> right. I'll try my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in your dreams, what are your uh, maybe top five pedals that you'd like to get your hands on this? for the you know the remainder of your year you sprung that one on me i'm not sure um i don't know about five pedals but i would definitely love to do videos for the the more in-depth stuff like the strymon stuff or mm. the empress pedals those are really cool uh, i'd also love to get more chase bliss pedals because they're they're so like versatile mm-hmm. and it would just be it's it's another rabbit hole to dive down <laughs> a fun one for sure you get on you're gonna have to get, do a lot of crawling around <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of switches, lots of and, switches and dip switches <laughs> hang yes. on i gotta put the guitar down and get on the ground and switch the switch <laughs> <laughs> yeah super super obviously those are top top-notch pedals right there for reasons since you have so much exposure to these things would you mind sharing like where where you think pedals are going to be going or what you'd like to see in them moving forward? Hmm. So at NAM, I'm not sure exactly where everything's going, but what I did see was a lot of like all-in-one solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so like 
I saw a couple bass rigs, guitar rigs. So like you plug your guitar into a pedal. It has a preamp section. It has some modulation effects or like all sorts of effects. And then it has either a power amp out or like a DI out, something like that. Just something to where you can put it on your pedal board and then you don't necessarily need an amp. You can still have one if you want. But if you don't have one, it's not, you can still play the show, essentially. That's something I got to get my head around a little bit, <laughs> to, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, coming from, you know, from years and years of multi effects pedals, there was always sort of a limitation in terms of what you could do with the effects, or, you know, they, they, you know, it was almost like you, you can select these sounds, but they, the, that's the one thing that, that I've seen too is that a lot of these multi effects pedals they have expanded you know the ability to 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 choose different parameters and different things like that and with the addition of you know direct recording out or preamp out or having an actual preamp built into it mm-hmm. I mean it's it's to a point where you could almost play a show without an amp which that's, is yeah, that's, that's crazy that's what he just said yeah. <laughs> I'm just reiterating. <laughs> Furthermore, I appreciate it. There are some other pedals that I would like to. T- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, when I was playing in the '80s, that was always kind of like the dream that you know, well, wouldn't it be great if we could just show up and plug into this and go directly to the board? And right. of course, back then there was really Everybody nothing. Everybody went rack. Yeah, there rack there was everything. the rack stuff, and then the the pods came out, and, yeah, and, you know all that fun stuff. I mean, are there any? How about some some you know classic old school pedals and things like that? Are are there things that you'd really like to get into to 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 demo and kind of run through their paces? Old school stuff. Hmm. I'd love to do more videos for like amps, like vintage amps. Hmm. That 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 would be great. Cool. I think we would all appreciate that, especially coming off our. Recent episode. Hmm. If you want to learn more about uh, buying used Vince Champs, check out our recent episode all about that. Uh, used Amps 101. Back to you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Can they listen to that for free? Yeah. Free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, cool, man. Well, I think, I mean, you know, Tony was bringing up the vintage pedals. I would love to see more videos on old vintage pedals. Those are obviously harder to get. You're not going to get them from dealers, probably not going to get them from the makers. Those are just sort of ones that you have to get your hands on one way or another right, for right, the most right. part. But yeah. there's there's not a lot of people doing those right now. There's a niche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, a niche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reverb has done a couple... Uh, videos about like older pedals not necessarily mm-hmm. vintage pedals but i love what reverb's doing over oh yeah here. yeah like they don't they don't just stay to, to no. pedals well that's smart because i mean that was a recent thing that they just started doing that it, it it's it makes a lot of sense also considering what they're what the marketplace is is doing right now you know yeah uh cool man well um we are excited to see your progress we hope the best and most progressive things for you in the future grow young weed and and prosper when you can grasp the pebble weed so uh wait a minute he's not here i'm gonna do it you're gonna do it i'm doing it are you sure 
going to edit that. <clears throat> Would you rather? That was very somber. <laughs> that was dirgish. Dirgish, yeah. All right. Well, that'll do. All right. Here we go. Uh, this week. So this week's Would You Rather? <laughs> um, uh, so you're walking down the street and a safe falls on your head and you're on your way to the guitar store and now you don't have any money. And I no head. And, uh, so we have yeah. no heads. <laughs> here's here's the thing. All right, here's the would you rather. And it's interesting because we you just started to touch on this just a little bit. All right. Okay. If I don't like it, I'm gonna go to my would you rather. Nope. Uh would you rather have an all-in-one box such as a line six helix? All right, multiprocessor. Okay, all in one. All in one, right? Or, or, and that's digital. All you can make and craft and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have an all in one single maker full line pedal box? Aha. Oh, hee hee. So <laughs> we've seen a couple of pedal makers do this sort of just as like, I think, fun one offs. But I think they're also kind of dip, everybody's kind of putting their toe in the water a little bit right so, now. So when, when you're saying uh, almost like the old boss system where the about the case and all the boss pedals. No, fit, not no, no, no. Single, single box, single, box. single box. So essentially what they're doing is, uh, you know, you'll see a pedal maker say, I make I make an overdrive, I make a distortion, I make a fuzz, I make a reverb, and I make a mod, I make a chorus, okay? Mm-hmm. I sell all those in individual boxes. However, I'm going to make one big giant box oh. and just put the guts in it. Okay. So it's essentially an analog helix kind of a thing. Yeah. Except you can't rearrange or tweak the actual controls themselves beyond what they already are can you change the order of the pedals no you can't you can't do that <laughs> they're hardwired you can't do that. yeah those are there it's all hardwired um so what would you rather have from from your favorite from your favorite pedal builder yes okay whoever that may be or the helix like style we'll just say style digital all-in-one box hmm. eric uh this is difficult this is a really difficult good good one <laughs> thank um, you Oh man, I haven't played like with a Helix, so I I'm, I don't have too much I don't have too much experience with that type of powerful like effects processor. I'd have to say the Helix just so I could try it, you know. And it's got everything. Well, no, because hmm. if one thing goes, then everything goes if you're playing. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, All I'm right. gonna go with Helix. I'm gonna go with Helix. All right, do the Helix, Tony. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the analog solution. Okay. Even though you can't change the order of the pedals. Yep. Because they've already been optimized at the factory. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, sometimes having too many options in terms of, you know, all the digital stuff, I mean, talk about going down a rabbit hole. I mean, you can spend hours and days and months and weeks, maybe years. Maybe. Just trying to figure out that, you know, those settings and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going analog. Okay. By, from a reputable builder. Good. All right. 
I'm doing the same thing because I think that would be a completely awesome, unique, you know, there's not going to be many of them. And if you like that builder, you're familiar with what they're, what they're doing. So like to your point, like especially in a gig situation, I know what everything's going to do, but more so that to me would be a greater, a much greater connection directly with that builder, which is something that I actually really appreciate with guitar gear is, and one of the great things about why there's so many great boutique builders is that you can get that closer connection with somebody who's building something that you really love. And so if I could have that all in one box, that would be pretty dang neato. And it would probably come with um, some sort of original artwork that was outstanding as well. I think what would sell me is if the builder came out and pushed the, the buttons for me. Like, <laughs> that would be a right. great personal right. connection. Right. Like it. Have you guys seen the jam pedals pink flow? Cause it's exactly what we're describing. Basically they've, they've put like, what is it? Six different pedals in one enclosure. And they, they did that to emulate uh, pink Floyd sounds. That's really cool. Now, I mean, you know, we were just talking about there's been a couple companies just kind of putting their line of pedals in, but doing a line of pedals specifically for a specific sound, that's super cool. We just pulled it up on the internet box and it <laughs> that looks awesome. See, that that confirms what we were saying, Tony. I'll take that one. I'll, you take that one. I'm taking that one. I'll borrow that one, <laughs> and I'll get. I'll stick with the one I'm doing. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. That's I'm, yeah. That is really so. Neat. That's called for everybody out there. That's called the uh, the Pink Flow F L O by Jam Pedals, and it's white uh, with some bricks on it and a couple characters. It looks really cool. I like that. That's kind of fun. I like to hear that. Well, I'll go home and hear that after the show <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Tony. What? We have something to do. We do? You do. I do? Do it. Oh, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think what, what we'd like to do this time of the show is to thank our executive producers. And as Jared so eloquently usually says, one of the great incentives for becoming an executive producer is you get your name read on the thing. Yeah, that's how you say it. That's exactly how I say it. Yeah. That's how we say it. So without further ado, I am going to read the names on the thing. Excellent. So we would like to thank, and let's go from our newest to our oldest. Sure. Executive producers. And that would include uh, Gary Goodman, Darren Gregory, Alex Leggett, Robert Marfleet, John Anglin, Chris Kearney, Sean S. Oliver Gonzalez, John Daly, Robin Smith, Derek Fitzer, Pete Marshall, Carlos Mancha, Matt Brammer, David Wolfson, Martin Cliff, and Tom Barazin. Excellente. If you, Todd. Yes. If you would like to become an executive producer. How do I do that? I would say the easiest way would be to go to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and find out all the details. That's right. We have a $1 tier in which you're going to get a sticker slash Swaggy pack. Swaggy pack. <laughs> yeah. From a bunch of our previous guests. Uh, we've got a $5 tier where you're going to be able to get one of our brand new barefoot buttons, orange 
guitar knobs button. Uh, I'll figure out a better way to put that on there. <laughs> but anyways, that's what you're going to get. And that's super cool. And that at the $10 level, you get your, uh, you get your name right on the thing. You get an executive producer and you get one of the t-shirts and the previous two rewards as well. And what? then if you're like our good friend, uh, Gary Goodman, who this show is dedicated to. Thanks, Gary. You get all that stuff and then some. So yes. Wait till you see much your swag pack. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Tony, where can people find you? Ah, uh, yes. If they would like to f- more information on custom pick guards or just about anything else, you can go to pickguardian.com. Uh, also on the various social media, mm-hmm. that would be under Pick Guardian One, the number one, mm-hmm. because some guy stole Pick Guardian. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, so if you want something cool, get, get, re, put a new face on your guitar. Yeah, give him, give him a holler. Or you want to change out pickups? You want to do? Yeah. you know, whatever, different look. Yeah, we can do it. Good. And then you know, Jared's not here, but hey, if you want some really killer pickups, I mean, for real, people, I. I got these in my guitars and not because he's sitting right across from me or not today, but because genuinely they're really good pickups. Uh, give Jared Brandon a call or send him a shoot him an email. Go to his site at brandonwoundpickups.com. Eric, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. The handle is at Marrow Visuals. Same with Facebook. Facebook is at Marrow Visuals. And then YouTube. My YouTube channel is just Eric Marrow. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a it was a pleasure to have you on. Um, keep making awesome videos for us so we can all learn more about the pedals that we want to buy and, you know, helping to contribute to the growth of the guitar community. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. You bet. Tony, subscribe! Yeah. So you're walking down the street and the safe <laughs> falls on your head. You're going to your local store, your, your local, local store. guitar store. You're going to your local guitar <laughs> store and then you end up at the show. <laughs> and you say, hey, where's my pedal board? Yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.